How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We're with you till 10 a.m. Got a lot of stuff to get to. Got a lot of things to get to, people. I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. I know. I feel we like got a, a lot of. We got a lot of. A lot of just crap we got to dig through here. A lot of important just, stuff. Everybody, buckle up yep. and enjoy this because yeah. it's gonna suck. Pay attention <laughs> and hold your applause till 10 a.m. Please. You, uh, you. I, one thing I've noticed this week, Sean. Yeah. I think there's something about the off season where you can recall the day of the week with. No effort whatsoever. It I just rolls off that. the tongue. I thought about that just What's now. That? It's so funny. But I'm like, I literally, in my brain, as I'm going, happy Thursday, in my mind, I'm yeah. going, good job, Sean. <laughs> 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 I'm not even joking. I'm like, I, this is three straight days. I've gotten the day right. It's just weird because this year with the Texans especially, as we know, every single game until the end was was noon. So it wasn't like there was a Monday night game that would have screwed up your schedule or your internal clock or anything. No, but the Saturdays were messing with me at the end for sure. You know, oh, like it was oh, okay. it was, it was oh, yeah. bad. It was bad all year. I understand yeah. that, but it got yeah. even worse when it was Saturday and the first day an injury reports coming out is Tuesday instead of Wednesday, and it was yeah. Yeah, this is. I'd rather the Texans be playing right now. Don't get me wrong, but it has normalized my calendar for me a little bit. Yeah, thank you for thank you for noticing that, Seth. I appreciate that. Way to go, Sean. You got the day of the week. Right? I mean, I noticed it, but then I kind of conspicuously brought it up in like in a backhanded compliment. It's okay. Type of way. So, I'll take uh, it. You know, whatever. I'll, I'll We've openly it. addressed it before. Oh so. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So um. You see, we do have a lot of stuff to get to today. Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. So he is back in our former NFL Former Chargers lives. quarterback, Jim yes. Harbaugh? Former Chargers oh. quarterback, former Colts quarterback, former Bears quarterback. He was with the Ravens for a year as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's weird to think of him with the Ravens because I still think of the Ravens as a young franchise. So uh, <laughs> that's crazy. It was the year. I, it was the year the Colts drafted Peyton Manning. They they you know they didn't need Harbaugh anymore, so he went to the Ravens for a year. I, you know what? I 100% like had to be reminded that he was a quarterback for the Chargers. Yeah. It just even though it kind of fit because you know he had that captain comeback moniker. So like with the Charger logo, it kind of he it looked perfect for him with his square jaw <laughs> and everything. You know, yeah. uh, he sucked with the Chargers, but still, it was uh, like I think he's kind of like Madden in that probably a lot of kids today they, like have no knowledge or like wouldn't would never think that he was actually an NFL quarterback. Right, right. You know, like Madden, Madden wasn't a quarterback, but he was a coach. Mm-hmm. A, lot of guys, a lot of guys didn't know that Madden 
had actually been um, a commentator. Mm-hmm. And then the next level was, and then they certainly didn't know that he'd ever been a coach. They just thought of him as the video game yeah, guy. Yeah, really good coach. Yeah. He won a Super Bowl with the, with the Raiders. So, so, is, so is Jim Harbaugh the one that can break the curse of the Chargers, which is basically the curse is having a lot of talented players but always finding a way to get either either not make the playoffs or get knocked out yeah. in pretty pretty tragic fashion from the playoffs. The, the whole thing about Harbaugh is he's been – He's been successful every place he's coached. Yep. Like in uh, you know, if you define term success in terms of you got to win a championship or bust whatever, but San Diego and Stanford, he just flipped them around. Um, the 49ers were in one of their several dysfunctional stages when he came in, took over, turned them around completely. Turned around Alex Smith's career. For for he certain, did. Alex Smith was a bust at that point. He saved he, Alex Smith's yeah, career. He, yeah, he came in. Alex Smith had had like three different offensive coordinators in three years. Jim Harbaugh comes in, and all of a sudden, you know, Alex Smith plays another ten years. If it weren't for Jim Harbaugh, Alex Smith never would have broken his leg. So um, <laughs> thanks a lot, Jim. He wouldn't have stuck around long enough to get mutilated by J.J. Watt and Kareem yeah. Jackson. Yes, and then he's won a national championship. Mm-hmm. I do think, I think that I mean under. In a season in which he was suspended twice for two different infractions, but still, he he he's he's a winner. Damn it! I, I don't think and in he'll this, make the Chargers winners. I don't think in this city we're going to put any asterisks on Jim Harbaugh's championship. He earned kids, it. Kids today need to be reminded that Jim Harbaugh was once an NFL quarterback. Uh, kids twenty years from now will have to be reminded that no, he was suspended twice that season. Yeah, for national champ for two different for two separate infractions. Yeah. Yes. Well, and it was the best thing to happen to Sharon Moore because it sounds like he's going to be handed the Michigan job. The interim, for those who don't remember, he was the he was the interim when Harbaugh got suspended these couple of times. Yeah, and did a good job. He won some big games. Well, he's put their, their funding half their NIL with his swear jar. That's right. Oh, that's, right. that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's cursing. I um, do think. Yeah. So I think it'll be good for the Chargers. Yeah. Um. You know, despite Harbaugh's long track record of success in the national championship and all that, I I'm going to credit Demigo Ryan's for getting him that job. How so? Former player, come oh, back yeah. in to coach your team. Yeah, emotional connection, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. National championship probably had a little to do with it. But yeah, I mean, get, getting anything. to the Super Bowl with the 49ers probably came yeah. up during the conversations, I would think. But yes, D'Amico Ryans, congratulations. You got Jim Harbaugh the job. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. The AFC West, it just from a coaching standpoint, you got Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh. I'm like, not doing if, this again. Why? Not doing this with the AFC West again. No, nope, no, no. I'm not nope. saying. No, 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 no. I'm not, okay, let me be clear. Let me be clear. I know you're right. Remember two years ago? I do. It's supposed to be the greatest division ever because Russell Wilson's there and Derek they Carr. To, they were going to have to form their own league. Yeah, yeah Derek Carr ha- had his greatest year and Justin Herbert was an up and comer and Patrick Mahomes yeah. is an alien and all that stuff. Now, yeah. I'm just saying, I'm saying purely from like Sunday night football intrigue sit down and watch a game you're going to get yeah. twice a year you're going to get Andy Reid versus Jim Harbaugh you're going to get Andy Reid versus Sean Payton you're going to get Jim Harbaugh versus Sean Payton I wish if the Raiders had hired Bill Belichick that would have been pretty badass Oh yeah that's a like Belichick a Hall of Fame Harbaugh coaching. Payton and Andy Reid all in the same division I think that uh you know I guess it this is going to be one of those things that in hindsight looks exactly like what you had expected. Because it, it always felt like Harbaugh just had unfinished business in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If he won a national championship, then that was going to be his next bucket list yeah. item was to come and win a Super Bowl in the NFL. And um, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think it'll be really good. I, I think it'll be good for Justin Herbert. And 
the the big question is just okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm the least superstitious person I know, and yet the Chargers really test me. Yeah, uh, there's <laughs> like they just routinely through different coaches, different players, different GMs. They just can't get out of their own way. It's the damnedest thing. Like they they charge like they 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 become a verb. They charger all these games. They just blow so many games in the fourth quarter, games they otherwise should have won. It's just the strangest thing. This is the this is the NFL version of what we see in college sometimes like where like I, like when Scott Frost got hired at Nebraska. You know, Scott Frost is from Nebraska. He went undefeated at UCF. Like he's yeah. a really good resume like in you know and it was like, okay, if Scott Frost can't succeed at at Nebraska, then who the hell do you hire to succeed? You know, like it, yeah. I think the Aggies with Jimbo Fisher. I think when he got hired, like, all right, you're paying seventy five million guaranteed for this guy who won a national championship, and you are pushing your chip. If he can't do it, then who do you go get? This is the NFL version of that. Like you pointed it out, Seth. This guy wins everywhere he goes, and he's inherited situations far worse than the Chargers situation. Right, Stanford right. was the worst team in. Power five football when he inherited, and that's a hard place to win too with the academic restrictions. And he won at a really high level there. Like he got he got to New Year's Day bowl games with with Stanford. Similarly, San Francisco was a joke when Harbaugh got there. I mean, they were a they were a laughing stock. As you, again, as you pointed out, like Alex Smith was cycling through coaches like people cycle through underwear, and he came in there and they were good in year one. It, they yeah. like they made the playoffs. I think they made the NFC title game I, in year one in 2011 there. I guess the only the, uh, the counter argument I would give if we're bringing up historical examples, I guess, would be Urban Meyer. But it, that's, it's, it doesn't feel like it applies. Urban Meyer had never coached in the NFL before. Right. Um, but, he, but he had nothing but success. He had nothing but the, success, the, yeah. The big difference is he just flat – he did not understand the NFL game at all. I don't, even know, he want, I don't even know if he wanted to coach. <laughs> you know, know either. I, mean, I think like, he just got pulled got in. That's check. a I think this, yeah, I wonder, like with Sean Payton, I don't know, I don't know if he really wanted to coach, but it's so much money. It's a ton of money, know? yeah. Especially he'd gotten divorced. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Delaney Walker, this is one of the weirdest things that happened to me at 4 a.m. in a while, uh, at least after I had been sleeping previously. Yeah. Weird stuff is happening at 4 a.m., sure. but, uh, but not after a night of sleep. This is the weirdest <laughs> right. thing at 4 a.m. Right. I was looking through for some Harbaugh information, and somehow I, I clicked on a link on Cura, you know, that... That that search. I don't know if it's, just, it's. Does that always pop up for you? The Cura. Stuff? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. I must have some add-on on my browser or whatever. Um. But Cura is a, a website where a lot of pe- people just answer questions. You can ask. So it's like a search engine, except with people attached to it, and you they they gain clout or what have you. So somehow I clicked on this link that said, "Do you think Jim Harbaugh was a bad coach or just unlikely?" Which I don't. I I think he meant unlucky. unlucky. But whatever the question was, that's the one I clicked on. Delaney Walker, tight end, I remember uh, notably for the 49ers yeah. forever, and then also the Titans, uh, he answered. He was the top-rated answerer, and he said he's a player. He's just like one of us. Jim Harbaugh is always in the locker room. He's in the locker room playing basketball with us. He's in there joking around. He eats with us. He doesn't sit with the other coaches. He sits with the players. He just wants to be a player. He goes to practice and sometimes puts on the full gear, throws the ball. He conditions with us. I think that's what makes everybody buy into his philosophy. Hmm. He believes it. So much that he does it. It reminded me a little bit of what guys like Will Anderson have been saying about D'Amico Ryan. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if this go around, Jim Harbaugh will still be that way. That was ten years ago. I he, think he's still very much got that boyish attitude about things. Yeah, I mean, it's like all the stories from the recruiting trail where he's 
either sleeping at the house or the, what something he's doing for fun and turns out to be illegal. Um, like all that kind of, <laughs> yes. you know, I'm, I'm serious with that. That's not even backhanded. Um, I think he's still got that element to him. And I think that's, I mean, he was able to res, he was able to connect with, with college kids, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. uh, like in a way in this era where supposedly they're all different. And no, nobody can connect with these kids. Right. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh was able to. Did you see the rumor that he's going to bring Greg Roman as his offensive coordinator? That wouldn't surprise me. Um, I wonder if part of that is that he. Uh, okay, there were, let's go back and look at some of the criticisms of him as an NFL coach, and maybe that they some people thought he was too rigid and wanting to be old school. Um, you know, and Greg Roman, it was funny they would because they brought in the pistol and all that, and you would think of it as new age, but in a lot of ways they were extreme throwbacks because they were running old school fo- power football like the way it was done in the 40s, you know, before the forward pass was all that cool. And I think that he probably figures, yeah, like Greg Roman maybe did some things that limited Lamar Jackson, but Jim Harbaugh is a quarterback's guy, yeah. you know, and, uh, and he's an offensive coordinator type guy. So I think that maybe the, he likes Greg Roman for his ability to help in the run game and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but it's going to be Jim Harbaugh's show. Collaborative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you, off and running on a uh, on a Thursday. Um, we got some more honors for some of our young Texans players. And let's take a look. Jim Harbaugh is the coach with the Chargers now. What is the game of musical chairs looking like for Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson? A new opportunity pops up for the Texans quarterbacks coach yesterday. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Stay there. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a Thursday. I'm going to show off the fact that I know what day it is. Every segment coming back. It's a Thursday. You've been nails with it. Thanks, man. (laughs) Appreciate you. Hey, Will Anderson, speaking of nails, here's Will Anderson talking about the vets helping him get up to speed his rookie year. We have vets like rank. I know. I'm, I just love talking about these guys because I don't think people understand how special they are. But we got guys like Rank and JG and Jerry who knows the system and knows how offenses work. You know, they point out so many things. I'm like, bro, I didn't even notice that. Like the back over there, the back's gonna do that, and it's so crazy. Like this tackle showing you this, and I would say like that's how my game was taken to the next level. Like the second half of the season, just by recognizing those little things. Yeah, and uh, as a result, Will Anderson is a Pro Bowl games participant now. He's replacing Max Crosby. So Will Anderson on his way to Orlando, Seth. Thanks to thanks to the vets who got him up to speed. It takes a village to get Will Anderson to the Pro Bowl. Well, that, that soundbite was notable just because I think we talk about culture. D'Amico Ryan's 
had talked about in his exiting press conference about the importance of just veteran players helping out younger guys, that that's just part of, you know, what you should do. And not, not all veteran players are like that, but if you have a team full of guys that are kind of wired that way to basically coach their replacements, then, then it's a pretty, you, you end up having that many more coaches out on the field. And, and what he said is a hundred percent true also, um, about like, dude, how did you know that? Or, oh my gosh, like, why I did like this information that they give. There are a lot of things that sometimes, sometimes position coaches don't pick up on, or they don't realize that veteran players are doing. So they don't bother coaching it, or they don't think that younger guys can, but I can, I mean, I remember my 10th year in the league, we had a uh, Bob Carmelowitz, who is a long, long time, awesome NFL defensive line coach. But I remember I, I did, I kind of freelance on a play once, and and he asked why I did it, and I explained that I could see, you know, based on the formation and based on the stance of the guard, I knew exactly what play was coming. And, he, and it, but it was on the other side of the ball, everything I was looking at. And it wasn't anything greater. Like lots of lots of veteran NFL defensive linemen can do this. But he's like, you can see that from right there. He had a really raspy sport. He's like, you can see that from that side of the ball. And I'm like, yeah, you've been in the league for. 30 I was years, just gonna man. say, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, the, I'm the first non-dullard you've met. <laughs> um, <laughs> so sometimes when you sit down with the younger guys. You like sometimes you don't even realize all how much you know, and you're just kind of talking through stuff with them, and it, it it opens their eyes to like how much there is to learn, and that you just learn it over time by like sometimes you don't even know what you're watching on film, but when you watch enough of it, it's like one of those uh it's like one of those hologram pictures or with the hidden pictures, you know, yeah, where you're like uh, there's a there's a, a there's an image in there, yep. but you can't see it, and you just keep staring at you it, and all of a sudden it emerges, stare yeah. through it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it's like as a young young player you're like sometimes you you don't know what you're watching for but if you watch enough the pattern emerges and then it clicks and you're like yeah, wow yeah. i can't believe I so didn't it's good see for that. those it's good for those young guys to see that like sitting in film with older guys because you know it just it, it shows them what's possible yeah that might be one of the harder things moving forward for nick casario and D'Amico ryan's and you pointed this out yesterday um the first couple years that nick was the gm here they brought in a bunch of culture veteran guys that are teaching the young guys but they were all Guys that were hanging on to a paycheck, it felt like. You know what I mean? They were all guys that were just hanging on for their NFL lives. Like, they, I mean, what are they going to do? Be uppity and not teach the young guys? Christian Kirksey, yeah. Kamu Gruger Hill, you know, like right. all these guys. They were shopping in a different aisle this year in free agency, mm-hmm. a better caliber of player. But I still feel like the players from all the anecdotes that you hear. I mean, we interviewed Sheldon Rankins on one of the postgame shows this year. I forget which game it was. But we asked him about Will, and he talked about how Will's like his baby bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's his guy. And and I think it's probably the better caliber of player you get, there's probably an inverse correlation to how willing they are maybe to help young guys out, I would think. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me because in the defensive line meeting room, like almost every team plays with a rotation. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, if you're still good, you get to be the guy that like, you know, only comes in situationally. So there's, it's a, uh, much more of a com- okay. communal feel <laughs> okay. there. Like it takes a village on the defensive line. Like, I gotcha. Like, I just got to be one of the best eight guys, not one of the best four guys or one of the best two defensive tackles. And ideally, if I can teach this young kid to be good enough to play, then I'm just coming in on third downs. You know, my, even, In my situation, it was just on rundowns. That's you know? even fewer snaps. Okay, I'm glad yeah. we had this conversation. That's yeah. good. That's good. <laughs> now, um, the other positions where it's more competitive, I'll, I'll tell you a story about that. Uh, 
Brant Boyer used to tell this story. Brant Boyer is now the special teams coach with the Jets. He's been there through three different head coaches. Yeah. He's an awesome special teams coach. Yep. But he was, uh, he was a rookie in Miami with Brian Cox. Remember Brian Cox? Mm-hmm. Just ultimate badass old oh, yeah. school. Like ran a 5-140, but somehow was one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL. Mean. Or outside, what was he yeah. outside? Whatever he was. He was a middle um, linebacker, yep. Yeah, middle linebacker with a neck, that neck <laughs> board. <laughs> the neck flap, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Brant's rookie year, like Brant's an awesome dude. He's a lot of fun to hang out with, and he'd he'd go, he'd be golfing with Brian Cox and going out with him and everything during the spring. And they're both linebackers. They get to training camp, and Brant's been hanging out with Brian Cox all off season. He thinks he's an awesome dude and everything. They get to training camp, and Brian Cox won't even acknowledge him <laughs> because, like, now yeah. he's the competition. Yeah, and Brian Cox says, Brian Cox, like. Uh, kids, I got to tell you this. I don't know if he would make it in the NFL today because people are so damn stupid about the numbers and everything. He ran like a five flat 40. He benched 225 like 12 times. There was nothing about him when he tested that looked like he should be a good football player, but he was just an incredible badass. And, and he made it in the NFL a long time because of it. So during training camp, it was, he, he like despised everybody else that was in competition with him. Once they made the team, it switched right back, like 180 degrees, and they were best buds again. So it was, uh, it was like psychological warfare for him. And I think like once they're on the team, he helped guys out and everything. But it wasn't, wasn't quite the same dynamic that you hear about Malik Collins and Will Anderson. Brian Cox was in the league for 12 years. Yeah. And in those Miami, the Miami years, where was he, where was he a teammate of his, Seth? In, in, in Miami. In Miami? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Brian Cox he was, was out, really good. Brian was on the practice squad. I okay. don't think he would have been on the roster. Three-time Pro Bowler in Miami, his first five years, Brian Cox. Let me... Fact check my 40 time. 5.0 seconds. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. This is a different Brian Cox. It must be. I don't know. How do you spell his name? That Brian. B- oh, yeah. No, Brian B-R-Y-A-N. Cox. B-R-Y-A-N. It's B-R-Y-A-N. Yeah. yeah. 5.0, 40 time, 27 inch vertical. That's incredible, dude. That's <laughs> He's basically me. He's me. I could have been a middle linebacker in the NFL based on my... Yeah, my forty. Yeah, bench like, press. Yeah, like I'm a five oh forty. Yeah. I got no shot. <laughs> bench press. Bench press. Nine reps. <laughs> he's, got, he's a punter. He's basically he a punter. Played in the NFL for twelve years. Well, that's how much of a badass well. he was. Like he was. Yeah. He didn't just hang around. He was yeah. a Pro Bowl inside linebacker. Yeah, and then he was on Hard Knocks. Remember, I think it was the Falcons Hard Knocks. He was a coach. Remember? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He he was awesome. He was like, he was sitting there with a cigar, saying, "You can't trust a man who doesn't have any vices." He's <laughs> like, smoking <laughs> a cigar. And he was also complaining about the Academy Awards, saying that like The Hangover never got nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> he got mad that like body comedies never got nominated for best movie. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That was that 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 Hard Knocks. He was my favorite guy on there because I agree with that take. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, he's a character man. He's great. Um, so how balls to the wall is Will Anderson going to go at the Pro Bowl games? <laughs> like oh oh like yeah, the backyard yeah. barbecue games that they play at the Pro you know Bowl. What? Like Will Anderson is going to be the most tryhard guy ever at the Pro Bowl. He would have been the one that like a lot of the veterans would have been angry at because if they were if they were playing an actual game, <laughs> sideline to sideline, just like JJ. Yeah, just like trying to get it. except. <clears throat> For like, uh, yeah, yeah, he would have been, he would have been all over the place. Yeah, yeah, he would have been getting yelled at by some quarterback. This is going to be the thing with Will, though, is, and this is what I wonder. I wonder if Will, at some point, we have to find out if there's a dark side to Will Anderson. 
He's like I've told you before, he seems like a pure beam of light. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any malice in him, nor need, there doesn't need to be. No. You know, Merlin Olsen was like that. Merlin Olsen played alongside Deacon Jones, and those two were very opposite in, uh, in like how much they wanted to injure people. Mm-hmm. And yet they were both Hall of Fame caliber players. So uh, Will Anderson feels more like a Merlin Olsen type. Would you categorize Will's style of play as violent? Uh, n- no. I would say it's explosive. Okay. You know, sometimes I use violent when I mean explosive. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. It's, yeah. it's more fun to talk that way. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but you know what? If if he learns to channel his explosiveness a little bit more, there is something when you attack the offensive lineman, that's where the violence really matters. Like yeah. I, like hitting the quarterback, like whatever. Like that's the – you're picking on a little guy. Um, it's the offensive lineman like where the violence matters. There's times where I think Will needs to be more violent with his hands. Mm-hmm. So – he he kind of gets into this mode where he starts becoming a bull rusher and he's not really strong enough and violent enough with his hands to be a bull rusher um un- until he starts to offset it with more of his speed rush so yeah there he's explosive as an athlete when he's inside he looks more violent uh with his hands it's it's learning to transfer that to the edge rushing and be violent with his hands out there all right let's um quick update on the coaching carousel we just we got done talking about jim harbaugh jim harbaugh the new chargers coach if you're just waking up just getting in your car he's the new head coach of the los angeles chargers dan quinn is getting a second interview in seattle according to adam schefter he just tweeted that a few minutes ago so that's that's important for the texans if you're someone who wants bobby slowick to remain here seattle is one of the jobs that slowick is up for right now so dan quinn I don't know if he's thought to be the leader for that job, but certainly that's when Pete Carroll was moved out of his role. Dan Quinn's name was the first one to come up as the possible will, replacement for did, him. Did Dan Quinn? Did they? Did the champion? Did the playoff game? I almost said championship game. Like Dallas would be in a the wild card game. round championship. Did the the game. wild card game. <laughs> yeah. Did the wild card loss that the Uber coordinator Dan Quinn uh, just completely flopped in? Does that? Does that affect him at all now that he's kind of a two-time loser in terms of big games and just huge letdowns? That's a good question. They know him very well in the building in Seattle. So it might hurt him for some jobs where they don't have a working knowledge of him, but he was the DC up there for a number of years. So they Yeah, know- I don't know. I, I know a lot of people really well that I don't want to hire back. I don't I, I feel well, like but that's, he's, but my point is he's getting a second interview, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's so they I, I, Yeah, I know, but the this thing about where the reporting on this has gone, people were acting like it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to be the hire in in Seattle. And now it's like, okay, great, he's getting a second interview. If anything, that could be just that because people like him up there, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's the favorite. Well, I'll answer your question. It probably didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably didn't help, but I, I, I think, uh, and, it, and it may have eliminated him from some of these other it, jobs. I, mean, I would say that just about him as a coordinator yeah. this year. I mean, he's a very, very good coordinator. He's yeah. got a track record. But this year, that Cowboys defense, you saw the signs down the stretch in the season. They could not stop a team at the end of a game. Yeah. They just the, – like Dak Prescott had multiple wins that he won in the fourth quarter that were taken away by that defense just completely falling apart. And, like, in some of it was based on Dan Quinn changing – uh, changing play calling strategy on that final drive. I look at that and I start wondering, like, all right, well, I don't like between this and the Super Bowl loss. And I know that was Kyle Shanahan's decision to keep passing in the yeah. Super Bowl, but Dan Quinn's a damn head coach. Yeah, yeah, He's got, he can get on the headset and tell Kyle to sh- to, to stuff. Well, it, that know? might be a bigger red flag than the Cowboy Wild Card game. Like, you're the head right, coach. Like, right. exert your leadership. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to hear some good Nick Sirianni audio, Seth? Oh boy, do I. Philadelphia head coach Nick Sirianni getting grilled by the media yesterday. He's going to stick around for another year. 
Um, but he was asked by a media member, what exactly is it that you do? Defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense. What is your role going to be? The head coach you know, the football team. What does team. that entail? How, how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess what you know it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now um you know if that mean i'll sit more into defensive meetings at times maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting maybe i go to a defensive meeting here and there um but my job is to be the head coach of the team not the head coach of the offense not the head coach of the defense not the head coach of the special teams but be the be the head coach of the football team and so that's building the culture that's making sure the cultures um you know working you know with our our five core values are taking every day at a time like we're not coming up with new core values uh i mean we may shuffle of where you know where the things are that are important um and and working at high level and then that's where the, our connection with the players and then their connection with each other works well too <laughs> d minus um, you know what it didn't seem that bad to me because although i mean he used the word maybe which he probably shouldn't have if you're the if now what you are is the guy who sets the tone for the organization, that is specifically your job. Don't throw the maybe out there. Uh, pretend you got a little focus and yeah. direction. <laughs> maybe I'll I, maybe I'll even visit the defense. Who knows? So uh, I'm going to explore the space. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't seem that bad because I heard multiple different Texans officials over multiple years try to explain Jack Easterby's job description and fail. Remember when we couldn't get an actual job description right, for Jackie? Right, right, right. That was weird. That yeah. was weird. How'd that turn so, out? So, <laughs> not being able to not being able to describe your job. This is where I give Sirianni a break, Sean. I did uh, I did an interview last night with a high school student who was doing a project and wanted mm-hmm. to interview me about my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I I was recording it on Zoom and I went back and I watched it afterwards and I was like, my God, could I spit out a complete sentence, please, oh. once? It it was awful. Like if that were an interview for broadcast, I would have been disgusted with myself. Wow! But it's just that it, so in a, it was a different environment and a different topic than what I do every day. I I was not up to my standards, mm-hmm. you know, which was cool. I also I mean I knew it because she was just gonna she's writing a very short article, so she's just gonna take snippets out of it. But I think that Sirianni's a little bit like that. I think in his element. He's one way, but like in the press conference, that's just not his I, thing. I feel like we're back to square one with the Sirianni press conferences. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. Yeah, I feel like we're back there again. I feel like he yeah, had a good he, run there for a couple of years, and now we're back to less he, thinking. Less thinking equals talent takeover. <laughs> he alluded to the five core values or he, principles. He he did. He did. Yeah. He, was it five core uh, principles? Five or core. Values? Five core values. See, it was five core something, and he ain't changing them. He said, "We're not changing those." Well, yeah. We, so that's where yeah. so one may become and, more important than another. I forget what. And he maybe said. he'll visit the maybe he'll visit the defense every now and then. Dude, Gerard Johnson <laughs> is interviewing for the OC job there. I would recommend running the other way. <laughs> here are the here are the five core values: connect and trust, yeah. compete with each other, yeah. accountability, uh-huh. playing smart football, which means knowing what to do, yeah. and. And the fifth core value is actually three core values. Do you know what you know out here? This the three core values that comprise the fifth core value. You do it quickly. Fundamentals, yeah. fundamentals, fundamentals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's actually seven core values. Seven core values, but three where, of them but are the three same. of them are. <laughs> Three. Fundamentals, fundamentals. Hammer fundamentals. it home. Yeah, 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 I got you. All right, let's get to headlines next. Um, we uh, we do have some more coaching carousel updates for the Texans. Um, we've got a signing for one of the teams participating this weekend in conference title games. 
and a whole lot more Rockets lose last night. We'll get to all of that in headlines coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's get to headlines. Uh, we'll start with the Texans. Will Anderson Jr. headed to the Pro Bowl. Congratulations, Will Anderson. I had somebody ask me this yesterday, Seth. I'll bounce this question off of you. I've not texted this person back yet. Um, but they said, hey, Will Anderson um, had seven sacks. Uh, Jonathan Grenard had 12 and a half sacks, played as many games as Will Anderson, felt just as impactful. Why is Will Anderson going to the Pro Bowl and not Jonathan Grenard? Because that's who they voted for. Um, I'm guessing the for one, like Will Anderson has, or yeah, Will Anderson has name brand appeal. A third of the votes are fan voting, uh, and then the other part of it just might be when it comes to coaches voting, especially there might be more of a uh, like an appreciation for Will Anderson's run stopping ability. Grenard plays. I mean, the cool thing about Grenard is he's undersized, but he's got zero fear about playing the run. Um, and so I think a lot of it is that there's not really a good rational answer necessarily other than that, like, Will Anderson's a, Will Anderson's a name brand already because of what he did in college. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I, I think I, they were very equal this year. Well, well, I'll tell you another thing. Like, Chase Young has worse numbers uh, in a lot of regards than John Grenard on a per-game basis over the first four years of his career. And yet... I will not be surprised one bit if Chase Young gets like twice as much money as John Grenard. Me neither. Now he's Chase Young is a prototype athlete. Like he's big. Like I think sometimes those guys just simply have to be accounted for in a different way because of their size, because their radius is so big. Um, But like I like it's still it's one of those irrational things that just seems consistent over time. Guys who are number one overall picks or top five picks, there's a certain glow that stays with them over time yeah. and you, you get that halo effect a hundred percent like that 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 to me is one of the things that coaches say all the time and i understand them I, I understand what they're saying when they say once you get drafted you get to camp where you got drafted doesn't matter at all which i think is partially bs even in that environment but it's definitely bs when it comes to the longevity of guys careers i mean sam darnold yeah. is sam darnold will be a quarterback in the nfl for another eight years if he wants to because he was the third overall pick the thing that gets those guys drafted high means that there will, like the athletic traits that gets those guys drafted high, means that there will always be coaches out there who think like, well, I could bring it Me, out of yeah. them, you know? Yep, yeah, yep. I could. Well, or or realistically, maybe he just needs to be in the right situation. Right. So I think that's where your scouting report keeps paying dividends sure. down the road. I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> weird having this conversation because it feels like I'm like uh, criticizing Will Anderson or something. I'm not. I think that it's just uh, I, there's just there's more there's more PR for Will Anderson, um, and that's not anything that's bad for Will Anderson. It's just that John Grenard doesn't necessarily get the benefit. Yeah, I don't think it's and, un- I, I don't well, think he doesn't deserve to go. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and as far as the Pro Bowl goes, just understand it's not a meritocracy. Like it's a the the, the Pro Bowl voting is extremely flawed. Yeah, there's not there's plenty of guys there that shouldn't be, and vice versa. So. Just don't, don't don't lose too much sleep over it. As uh, far as the coaching carousel goes, Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach for the Los Angeles Chargers. We'll get to that in just a second. But as far as the Texans go, Bobby Slowick has his second interview with the Falcons reportedly today. The Falcons have a long list of candidates. Jim Harbaugh was one of them, obviously not anymore. Bill Belichick is sort of a mystery right now. A lot of heat early on in the process, and that's kind of cooled off. Uh, Ejiro Evero. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. We've pronounced it 18 different ways since he came on the scene last year. 
he interviewed yesterday for the second oh, time. Aaron yeah. Glenn is up for that job. Raheem Morris is up for that job. Ben Johnson is up for that job. The Atlanta job, that is. Oh, you hadn't written Averro's first name. I had taught myself how to say it. What's the first name? Ijiro. Ijiro Ivero. Yeah. I think it's Ijiro Ivero is yeah. how you pronounce it. We had yeah. a pronunciation in the hotkey thing at one point. I forget. Um, Gerard Johnson, a much easier name to pronounce, is uh, he's interviewing for the Eagles OC job. So Gerard is up right now for Cleveland, the Saints, and the Eagles OC jobs. It's tricky in, to me, Seth, the OC thing for Gerard is a trickier thing than Bobby Slowick for head coach. Like Bobby Slowick, if you're going for a head coaching job, some are better than others, but there's a massive paycheck sitting there. You get paid well to be an OC in the NFL, don't get me wrong. But as far as longevity goes, your your shelf life is way less dependent on how you do when you're an OC and you sign up to go, especially when you go to a coach who's on a hot seat. I think Nick Sirianni and Dennis Allen, if you say yes to being the OC for either of those guys... There's inherent risk involved because I think either of those guys could get fired after this season, mm-hmm. if the, even if they have just sort of a slightly below average year. So there's ri- there's risk there for Gerard, but he's he's a hot candidate right now for these OC jobs, Gerard Johnson. Yeah, and I guess the big fear is, okay, uh, you lose one of them, okay, cool. You lose two of them, then all of a sudden, two out of the three main guys that were working with with uh, C.J. Stroud this year would be gone. Bill Lazor is uh, Bill Lazor is a former offensive coordinator with a couple teams that has also been in the quarterback rooms. So it's like I they're not I haven't seen Bill being interviewed anywhere else right now or anything. But I don't think he's I want to say he was still under con- under contract. So I think he's still getting paid by somebody else. Um, so he might just kind of be waiting to see what happens. There's he, so it's unlikely that C.J. Stroud would lose all three of those guys, but. Um, the the main the quarterback coach and the OC both being gone that would I I would I, I wouldn't be super psyched about that I wouldn't either. That said, I'm guessing D'Amico Ryan's has a list in his upper right hand drawer of his desk, figuratively, of guys yeah. that would replace Gerard Johnson, of guys that could replace uh, uh Bobby Slowick. Like like D'Amico's not a dummy. Um, he's I'm guessing he has a depth chart. If you're smart, you have a depth chart for all these things at the beginning of the year. You know, there's yeah. no harm in putting a depth chart together for the what-ifs out there. And D'Amico strikes me as a guy who definitely has a depth chart of guys that he would go to and find what he thinks are good replacements for both these guys. But I'm with you. Continuity, I think, is is huge. A um, couple other things let's get to here. The Lions sign Zach Ertz tight end. So he had been sitting out there. So uh, Dan Campbell was saying he may play this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. So he's God, not the Zach Ertz of old, but he's yeah, now on yeah. the Lions here. No, that, it's interesting, though, because it's that's one of those things that hit. And when I first saw it, I, my thought was like, okay, whatever, offseason signing. And then I remembered, yeah. oh, yeah, the Lions are still playing, playing. the championship. Yeah. No, the, the knee-jerk kind of – I just – Without thinking about it, I had just discounted that the Lions would be making any kind of a playoff acquisition. Despite all the articles I've read and the games I've watched, I still can't really accept it uh, that the Lions are in the championship game. Yeah. Like that that's a possibility or of something that happens in the National Football League. Yep. Good for them, Good, man. Yep. Um, and Zach Ertz might play, according to Dan Campbell, because Sam Laporta, their outstanding rookie tight yeah. end, is banged up, and Brock yeah. Wright, their other tight end, banged up as well. So he, he may... He may get in and uh, and see some snaps. I like that Laporta. The Laporta, the oh, it was a couple weeks ago. He had a really bad drop in the first half, and then it was a game where he came back and like 
you could see he was like trying to atone for the bad drop. Yeah, like he was just he was truck sticking people, it, the, it, like angry and uh, upset at himself more. Like he was like he was hitting himself as he was hitting these defenders. I like that a little bit of that old school self hatred. Absolutely, that we miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, these th- kids all like each other too much. Too much. Like, Jersey like they swapping. like themselves too much. Hate yourself, fool. Good advice. That's what Seth. drives you. That's yeah. how you achieve greatness. Yeah. Hate yourself. Yes. Self-loathing is powerful. It's a powerful yes. tool. My God. You just got to channel it the right way. <laughs> That's right. You can stay away from the drugs, the yep. alcohol, the bad relationships, right. the uh, physical danger, the mm-hmm. poor decisions, all that. But other than that, it can be an awesome motivating can force. It can be a yes. very powerful Hate tool. yourself. Yeah. The eating disorders. Good the, advice. Um, the, the, the sabotage relationships. Perfect time others. to give it out to. Everybody's in but the But other car. than that, perfect. Just perfect. focus. I love yes. it. I love it. Um, your former DC Vic Fangio out in Miami. He's expected to become the next DC for one Nicholas Sirianni in Philadelphia. Uh, so Fangio, Fangio out in Miami. That that ended up being a bit of a disappointment. That they, relationship there. They were. I mean, they had a lot of injuries defensively. I'm mm-hmm. biased here because I really liked Vic Fangio and he sure. did great things for from like he t- he taught me how to be a better football player to an extreme degree because his system was so damn. Like I think a lot of times with Fangio, they talk so much about the 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 coverages and what have you. And I think he thinks it's hilarious because people act like him playing cover two is like the most brilliant thing anybody's ever devised. Um, but as a defensive lineman, he taught me a lot of things where after I learned them, I was like, oh, that's so stupid that not everybody does this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is really, really smart. Why, are, why is everybody else playing football like an idiot? And he like made me 50% better in like the course of two months. So uh, I, like I think he's... Uh, he just got screwed by bad injuries there yeah. in Miami. Good and hire. also, this feels a little bit like when this feels a little bit like when Sean McVay fired Wade Phillips, and it wasn't because Wade Phillips had done anything wrong. I mean, the offense was the reason that the Rams d- had fallen off. The defense was still good, but what he th- realized was he wanted to face he wanted to face the defenses that he was seeing now. Mm-hmm. These um, kind of uh, these these. Like Seattle-based type defenses, he wanted a coordinator in there. That, yeah, I um, Blazers beat the Rockets last night in overtime at Toyota Center. Bad loss by the Rockets last night. Bad. They were up by four with four seconds to go in regulation. They lost in overtime to the Blazers. All right, um, into the seven o'clock hour we go. Seth, we have anonymous executives, anonymous executives saying things about C.J. Stroud, saying things about other big news going on around the league, including other Zach quarterbacks. Anon is back. Exec Anon is back, and we'll hear from nice. him. Next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during time. Of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.